like our content? It's funded by viewers like you. Please consider becoming a sustaining supporter of New Church Live today. Good morning, friends. Welcome to the New Church Live podcast. I am Pastor Chuck Blair. It's wonderful to have you here joining us at New Church Live, a church where we really focus on being caring, accepting, and relevant. This podcast is designed so we can share each other's stories. We can talk about spirituality and talk about Christian New Church theology and how all that comes together. And in this particular episode, we will explore the topic of heaven, Focusing on how heaven really comes down to three things, and these are the three, people, place, and purpose. And this is a really interesting topic. It's a great way to sort of hold the, the, the inevitable losses of life and to see what lies beyond to get a sense of what heaven is like and how heaven can maybe even in some ways be reflected in our lives here and now. So thank you so much for joining us. Enjoy the episode. Morning, folks. Pastor Chuck Blair, I am here with my dear friend, Curtis Childs, and we are here talking again about little some thoughts on heaven and how heaven might work, worthy of your consideration, because these are really interesting topics and, and fun to kind of think about. So I'll let Curtis introduce himself. Hey, what's up, everybody? Thanks for having me, Chuck. My name is Curtis Childs, and I'm the executive director at New Church Live. And I feel like what what's more interesting to talk about than the idea of a, not just an afterlife, but an afterlife where everything gets resolved. Yeah. You feel like all the, the confusing, unpleasant, baffling nature of life here. Is there a way that this can all have a happy ending? And I think that's what that's what we're going to be talking about today. Yeah, yeah, and Curtis, that's beautiful, and and I would say it's both from a from a Christian New Church perspective, from a Sweden Origin perspective, heaven is both a happy ending and happy beginning at the same, you know, at the yes. same. Yes, that's that's a good point. It's not like you we just walk off stage left and then the credits roll. In a way, that's when life just starts. But yeah. for this like opening chapter, it's like, oh, that's how they tie all these threads together. That's how it all works. Yeah, beautifully said. So I want to start out today, friends, with with a passage from the Bible many of us are familiar with, and it's from the Gospel of John. And it it says, My Jesus is saying, My father's house are many mansions or rooms. You hear different different ways of translating that. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go to prepare a place for you, you will come and be with me in this place that I've prepared. And then it closes with this beautiful line that no one ever preaches on in my line of work, but it's a beautiful line. It's sort of mind-blowing. And he's, he closes with saying, you know the way, which is kind of interesting. Jesus is saying, look, there's a big house out there, and we all have our space, and actually, you know, I'm preparing it for you, and you know how to get there. And that, that to me, speaks very uh speaks in a very inspirational way. So so I wanted to start out just by by allowing Curtis here to just just hold forth for a bit because he's he really is a resident expert on these topics. And uh, <laughs> you know how and how like how does it work? How does place work in heaven? We looked at people last time, you know, who are the people you meet in heaven. This time we're looking at place and we're gonna look at purpose, the three P's from a Christian new church perspective. Yeah. Threat number two here, which is place. So so Curtis, like how does this whole thing of place work in heaven yeah i like that quote and you're totally right i i didn't know there was that line after it yeah i mean i i know the knew the quote and when you were you were paraphrasing it and i was like oh he skipped my favorite part which is when he says in my father's house there's many mansions if it were not so i would have told you um, and i don't know why i like that i'm not saying i like just something about the feel of that i just love it it's it's there's some kind of like mystical reassurance in there. It, it almost doesn't need to be said when you look at the literal sense, but 
I love it. But I didn't know that there was that line that you know the way afterwards. But it, I think it's exactly pertinent to the conversation we're going to have here because I think what that line means is deep in you, this, this is all there already. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be that you hear about heaven, which, by the way, heaven is why anything exists. Heaven is a state of mind that you can experience here, but that we also experience most fully after our bodies die, what we call death, and you you continue to live spiritually. But it is it is why anything exists. The Swedenborg states in a couple of places that the reason why existence happened is so that God could create people in a state of happiness forever, which is what which is what heaven really is at its core. So it's gotta like that that resonates with us like of course I, if you love somebody you you look at one of your kids and you're like okay of course i i want them to be free and be able to make their own choices but i hope that they end up as happy as they can be and that happiness stays and grows forever that's just inherent in the, the love impulse so heaven is that love getting what it wants mm-hmm. and the way that the place of heaven works is familiar to us because it's it works by the laws of the spirit, which it, which we already experience in our consciousness. So Swedenborg will uh, talks about there being two major levels of of reality, and there's a physical level and a spiritual level. And you already know this because you experience both right now. The conscious part of you is spiritual, and the body is physical, and you can kind of see the mismatch between the two. Uh, for example, in some ways, I feel younger now than than I've ever felt. I just feel like clearer in my mind and, and more of a sense of surety of who I am. But my body is like racing in the opposite direction. It's like, oh no, no, no! You, you, you know, you're gonna have to um, watch out, or your back is gonna go out at any point. Now, your my hair is almost all the way gone. So there's a wait a second. There's two parts of me. There's a part of me that that feels like oh, I'm just starting out. I'm just learning, and and the body's like, whoa, we're we're just starting to get over that hill. Also, the way that that time and space works that that you can have somebody who's sitting right in the room with you, but you're not that you don't really feel close to that person at all. And you can have somebody who's across the world, and yet they're they're like in your heart and in your mind. So that's how that's how place of heaven works. Um, New Church theology describes it as when 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 we die, we simply move from one world into another. So when we shed the physical body, we come into the the world that our consciousness has been in all along. And that is a world where what instead of it just being matter that dictates everything, right now it's like, why am I where I am? Well, it's just this is where my house is, and this is where my parents kind of were, or or like they had connections to this area, and this is what I can afford. So that's why I am where I am. There, where you go to what where what you love is, like your heart pulls you like a sort of a spiritual gravity, and it pulls you toward the people that, that you resonate with and the things that you resonate with. So heaven is formed out of these communities, which occur based on the love, kind of love people have. So people with similar deep life goals and purpose or similar ways of looking at life or similar things they're devoted to, they naturally gravitate together. So heaven is based on the way that your heart and mind already work. It's just that it, it becomes the driving thing in life rather than here. It's kind of trying to play catch up. We try to use our heart and mind to, to 
sort of keep up with the, the things the physical world and time and space impose on us. So there, there's my opening statement. That's beautiful, Curtis. And I, I, I love, I love the idea, right? Spirituality. One, one pastor I like called it the art of homecoming. Yeah, I like that, right? Like it's this big homecoming parade, right? Where, where we just, you know, and and I'd love for you to speak a little more. So, so right. So I die. I'm dead. I'm gone. I, I wake up in the spiritual world, and I start walking, right? I start moving, and I start being around people. What happens? Yeah, first thing is that you can walk. <laughs> like there, there have been a lot of, and, and especially in the Christian world, a lot of views of the afterlife where it's it's fundamentally a different kind of existence than we have here. Where, for example, you don't have a form like this, you don't have a a body. But Swedenborg says that actually the only reason you have a physical body is because you have a spiritual body at the same time. Your your spirit, which is your mind, has a form to it. And the form is the human form. So when you lose your body, the you is still there. And you 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 wake up and you're, oh, I'm I'm still myself. I'm still myself. I, I, you know, you, you don't have the exact physical form you had and you lose some wrinkles and things, but the, the you that's been driving you the whole time is already there. So that you wakes up. Initially, it's all love. Everything is love. This is something that you get people who have any kind of near death or spiritual experience. Everyone talks about being welcomed and there's this love all around them. And uh, New Church Theology describes a very similar thing where you, you are at first, when you first are crossing over, completely surrounded by the most loving people you could imagine. And they are there to make make sure that you, you're safe and you're um, peaceful and you're protected during that transition. And as you wake up, they're making sure that you're, you're calm and it's not frightening to you in any way. And then as you start to stir and want to move around, it's a transition to what Swedenborg calls spiritual angels, which he calls all people who have died and are in this state of love that makes heaven. He calls them angels. So your grandma's an angel. There, there are angels there there to meet you. So the spiritual angels are more about thinking about life and, and seeking wisdom. It's kind of more when you get more active, you come among them. And again, they say, hey, what do you need? Welcome to welcome to the kingdom of heaven or welcome to the, the life after death. You're a spirit now. They'll tell you what's going on. What 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 do you want to do? And then it's it's kind of up to you. So there's an initial period of discovery for everyone that happens where we we whittle down and see like what are we really about and you get to choose what 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 do you want to center your life around all the stuff that's kind of got you confused about what's important in life and and maybe if you've got some negative stuff hanging on you and but you don't want that stuff there's a chance to process that and then move toward the the place and the community and the people who really resonate with what you love and, and what you want your life's purpose to be. And if you're, if what you want to do is any shade or form of be good to your fellow human beings, that's called heaven. And so there, from there, it talks about you wandering. So you first have a travel period where you go, go visit these different communities of heaven because Swedenborg says that there's, there's not just, there's, there's one heaven come, come in through this gate and like, look at that. There's like apartments all the way down and that's it. That there's, there's as many different, actually as many different heavens as there are individual people. Cause nobody's experience of heaven is exactly the same, but there are people who, with whom you share as much enough affinity that there are these different communities and, and every community is the same in that it's focused on some act of love to the human race, but it's different in that, that, that act is particular to them and the, the way they see life and the things they care about are unique. So you got to wander, you go to from place to place and you see like, do I really fit here? And everyone's very 
kind and cordial and they, they don't say you don't fit here, but you, you start to know in your heart now that this is, this is great, but it, maybe it's not my place. And eventually you come to find the place you were meant for that, that resonates most deeply with you. And even within that, Swedenborg says there's even, there's a house there that is yours and in a spot in there. So you really come, and this has been God's plan all along, the, the confusing, strange events of our lives are all to mold us and shape us to be this person we were destined to be. You come to your place and there life begins. You begin to live a life that is full of excitement and joy and development and service in some meaningful way to the greater humanity. You, you do some, you have like a job there, but it's a job that you really love and it's a job you know is making the world better. And you, there you begin to sort of live, live what life was always meant to be. That's good. You know, and I was, I was thinking about that, right? And it's, it's, we know this stuff. So, so I'm going to totally put you on the spot, right? So it's not just that we get that. Okay. So heaven is this art of homecoming and da da da. I am sure dollars to donuts that you have a place, Curtis, in this life, that's just like, oh, Chuck, I go here, I'm home. I just feel at home. I feel totally relaxed. Instantly, as soon as I smell it, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> it's like warm bread. I'm good. It's just that place is home for me. So so what what is it for you in this life? Snorkeling. Really? I love snorkeling. Do tell. Do tell. Do tell. Well, I love water. I love like shallow, clear water. And I, I've always lived in places that are nowhere near where you can snorkel. And whenever I get to just like explore undersea life, I feel like that's, I love that. I feel, I feel really happy there. So that, I mean, that's one, I've got a couple, like I've got some good associations. There was a place um, on the shores of Lake Huron, it, which is one of the great lakes where I always used to go with my family growing up. And I have really good associations with that place as well um so that uh, yes i've definitely felt that kind of and i even like i was born in the, the, yeah i feel like little elements of that in all these different places i was born in michigan which is like a, a state that maybe not a lot of people would think is that great it's like it's it can be gray at times it's fairly flat something about it like i just love it i i, I just feel like hmm th there's something part of me there uh so so i feel like um there's 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 pieces of that scattered in different areas of my life. What about you? Oh boy, I I I love you know I grew up my my parents had a had a very interesting way you know I grew up with a grandfather who bought a 125 acre farm and then my grandmother started a nursing home on the farm and then my parents took took those over later on, and so anytime around that property, I mean I still even though most of it's been sold off, I still feel like part of me lives there. You know, I think you that's what? Christian spirit stuff. I think that's, you know, like there's just part of me who literally does live there and will always yeah. live. I still have dreams that feature, I, I, I grew up in a few different houses. Like we moved when I was like seven to this house and I still have dreams that feature that house and yeah. feature the pond that was in the back of it. And they're always, when I have them, they're usually these like grandiose like usually it has to do with the pond being full of these amazing fish and turtles and and or the house is getting new rooms in the attic or something i still feel like my spirit uses that even though i love i love where i am now i i feel, I feel more and more home in this house that we're in and i just i just love every part of it but there's some like formative period in my life where my my soul is like speaking to me through that language mm, i totally get that what well, you know i love the, the celtic idea of thin places 
right? That there's just places where the spiritual and the natural are right up against each other in our own lives individually. And then there's, you know, Iona, there's, there's other places too that, that, that have that. And, and yeah, yeah. And you know, I just, I wanted to share that because I just want people to get, this is not like some big woo woo idea. Like we, we already have some of those experiences in this life and, and, in heaven is just we get to live those experiences even more. And I find that kind of cool. Every everybody's knows that there's such a thing as feeling like you belong. Yeah. And everybody's looking f- to be to be where they belong. Yeah. Uh, and that happens through a lot of different ways. It, it can be about the people that you're surrounded in. It can be about the thing that you're doing for your for your job or for what you do day to day in your life. It can even be it can be about the kind of nature that you're around people, but people are looking for that. I mean, there's there's a universal longing to fit, and I I think that 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 heaven is just a validation of that. It's, it's the reason why that longing exists because you're meant for an existence where you fit. And I know that Swedenborg talks about think about heaven in its totality like you think about the human body. That actually there's. There's kind of a, it's kind of like a metaphor, one for the other. So let's say that through your life, you really, you are like a blood cell in that you love to trans, you, you love to bring things from one group to another. You like to be that connector because blood cells, as I understand anatomy, the blood cells will pick up the oxygen and then go and bring it to somewhere where it needs oxygen. Let's say you're that, like even Chuck. I, I know that you'll you'll come across these quotes like about the, the thin Celtic places or heaven is a homecoming. You find it somewhere and then you go and you bring it to your congregation, right? And you you say, I I want to give you the lift that this gave me. I think this will do something good in your life. And I, I kind of do the same thing. I'll, I'll go search Swedenborg and and then I find something that I like and I want to bring it. So let's say that you are that kind of person and that's just who you are. Well, there's a place where that kind of organism thrives, you know, you got you got the bloodstream, which is exactly where a red blood cell would want to be. If it's if it's stuck in a in the muscle tissue somewhere or in a in a, a bone marrow, it's not where it where it belongs. But you get to the part where this is I can, I can do what I need to do. There's places for me to travel. I I can pick up the things I need to pick up, and everybody's got uh, an environment that will help them thrive for their deepest joys. And that's that's what heaven is, is just getting everyone right places so that they can all everybody can be sort of living their personal genius to do what they do best. And then the entire whole benefits from that. Yeah. And that and that amazing curse too, and that that idea that home too. I don't know, like it's it's just, this is one we'll play around with for next time. And we we're playing around with a little with sermon writing team yesterday, how we actually find more freedom in that, like the dedication to the whole which we think would take away freedom, but it actually gives us the freedom we've all been searching for. And I, I love that idea. And these, um, yeah. And again, gets into homecoming, gets into a lot of really interesting places where, where it kind of all starts to come together. Cause, cause I certainly, I think this thing is important. Like, you don't want to, we don't want to treat this as silos. Like you got the people, you got the place and you got the purpose. The reality is they're all blended. You know, it's all all coming together, and that's that's so much why heaven thrives on community. If, if you were to say, Curtis, like as, as we close here, so we have this idea of of place, right? This idea of place. What would be something significant that people could do to to practice? And I'm using practice really loosely. And and by the way, can I just can I go off for a second here? 
I'm gonna I'm gonna allow this. All right, thank you. So so we're not talking utopian vision. Utopia, friends, the actual literal word means nowhere. So we're not talking we're not talking about utopia. We're talking about some a real a real experience. I mean, heaven is a real experience. Swedenborg talks about that a lot. Like people are like, I had no idea it was this real, and it is a real experience. And and there's things we can do on this side of it that might be able to just give us insights or or some joy or some direction in terms of what's on the other side of it. And it, what, what idea might you have or ideas might you have around that? Yeah, at its core, heaven is a psychological state. It, it is a way of being it more so than whether or not you have a physical body on or, or, or if you've traveled to this place in afterlife called heaven it's a it's a psychological state and that state is heaven is the enjoyment of doing something that you know benefits somebody else mm. that there's a there's all kinds of joy in life you can get joy out of eating a sandwich you can get joy out of honking at someone that you think really deserves it <laughs> there's all kinds of joys in the world some of them are better than others but the one that makes heaven is the particular joy. And we've probably all experienced this to an extent of knowing that you are doing something that is good. It's something that you believe is good and, and knowing you're doing it. That is the experience of heaven. So anytime that you are doing that, and, and particularly if you're being guided by higher principles to do it, that this is why this is the benefit that religion can provide because to have these lofty principles like that do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. And I know that that's what's commanded by God and God is, we, I know that God loves everyone. So doing what God wants is going to help everyone. If you have that kind of shining in front of you and then you are acting on and enjoying, I'm doing this because it's good. And it doesn't have to be, Oh, I'm going to a soup kitchen. It can be your job. You can just say, I'm going to, I'm going to complete this faithfully and I, I care about the impact it's making on someone or I'm taking care of my child and I'm doing this for them, that that feeling that's heaven. So the more often that we, the more we can structure our life to try to support that, it doesn't mean you have a life that's empty of eating sandwiches and, and doing everything that, that else that is fun. Actually, if you don't do any of those, you get burnout. But the more that I say, well, the main point of my life, the thing that, everything else contributes to and gets me refreshed and ready for is this, I, I know I'm doing something good because I believe it's the, what, what the Lord wants me to do. That's that's the state of heaven. And in, in that state, there's there's very little difference between you and angels in heaven or, or people in heaven, whatever we want, we want to call them, because that's what the core of heaven is wherever you go. Swedenborg says that the church is heaven on earth and the church is anyone who is engaged in that that practice that I just talked about. So it's absolutely something you can start to do today. Actually, Emanuel Swedenborg was once asked by a little girl, hey, will you show me an angel? Because people word had started to get out that he was having these spiritual experiences. This is back before it was fashionable to have those. So everyone thought, like, why is, why is this scientist throwing away his reputation to do this? But this little girl was like, can you show me an angel? And he's like, yeah, sure, I'll show you. And he led her over to a place where there was a cloth and lifted it up and there was a mirror there because human beings can be living the angelic life just as much as angels can. So the girl saw herself in there and the message is you can be an angel. All, all you have to do is um, ask, you know, what, what do I think the Lord would want me to do and do it because I believe it's good and because I believe it's helping, then, then that's heaven.
Yeah, it's so good. And by the way, you can Google the statue of that, which I find really kind of fun. To, Where's uh, that? There's a statue of it. That's great. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, you got to see it. It's it's pretty it's pretty cool. Um, yeah, and 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 friends, like just you know, just enjoy place. Just for you know, don't rush through it. Just find place. Find that sacred space for you. Find that thin place. Find that you know, and 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 you know, enjoy that and enjoy what Curtis was talking about, like that life of deep purpose and meaning. Where we're actually doing something out there for other people. I, I, uh, this, this weekend I'm working at a, at a fair with a lot of volunteer time, pretty much three straight days of it. And, uh, I'm going into it. So I'm going into it first off feeling like, Oh, who wants to do this for a whole weekend? Like, come on, you know, which is <laughs> just, just my brain will always do that. And then, you know, we're going over at three o'clock. If you hear my phone buzzing, it was some people I'm going over there with, you know, going over there around three o'clock. And I know that by seven o'clock I'll be like, I want to do this every weekend for the rest of my life, <laughs> which is just not true. But, but there is that, that I know that's the way it's going to go. I know that's how it's going to go because I get to live a little bit of heaven in a sacred space with a sacred purpose with people that I love. That's a pretty darn good way to live. So, all right, Curtis, as always, thank you, my friend. Thank you. That was fun. All right. Take care folks. Thank you so much for joining me on today's New Church Live podcast. You can find other resources and links to the topics discussed in the show notes. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please do not forget to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts and to rate and review the podcast. It's the single best way to support us, and it is free. Wishing you all the very best. Take care.